Welcome back to the Spartan Pride Podcast here on the Fans First. Sports Network Jonathan Shop here with you today talking Michigan State football, college football, Hall of Fame news out of Atlanta. Earlier this month, Michigan State legends Flozell Adams, Mark D'Antonio, and Daryl Rogers are on the College Football Hall of Fame ballot. As many of you know, the College Football Hall of Fame is in Atlanta, which is the host city of college football. If you're new to the sport or somehow unaware, was not always the case that Atlanta was the host city, but over the last 15 years or so, it has absolutely become that with the Hall of Fame, the kickoff classics, and a whole bunch of big time college football games. It's a great place to visit the College Football Hall of Fame if you haven't seen it before. There are about 10 Spartans already enshrined in the College Football Hall of Fame, and we are going to talk today about the three that are up on the ballot now. Another former Spartan great who's already in the College Football Hall of Fame, who's also going to be enshrined in the State of Michigan Sports Hall of Fame. And a little bit about some scheduling news for Michigan State football relative to 2024 and beyond. When the two schools in Los Angeles join the Big Ten Conference in what will be an interesting time of transition and it is at most a pending schedule for 2024 and 2025. Who knows what we're going to see by then. That's going to be all here on the Spartan Pride Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network. Up next, we will talk about D'Antonio, Rogers, and Adams, three Spartan greats now eligible on the College Football Hall of Fame ballot here in the Spartan Pride Podcast. Jonathan Schott back here with you on the Spartan Pride Podcast today talking Michigan State football up for College Football Hall of Fame induction, including D'Antonio, Adams, Daryl Rogers, and Gideon Smith, although he's in an interesting he's in an interesting situation. You may know that name from Spartan Football Past. Gideon Smith, the first African American to play college sports at Michigan State, was a letter winner in the very uh, long, long time ago in the 1900s, in, in those teens, if you will. He's actually on the College Football Hall of Fame ballot in the divisional coaching category. Smith, after he got out of Michigan State, coached at Hampton University for a long time, from 1921 to 1940, including a 1922 Black College National Championship that he coached, and had some conference titles and unbeaten seasons as well. He was the longest tenured coach in Hampton history, which is a school in the Tidewater portion of Virginia, a area well-known to Spartan football. And Gideon Smith is in an interesting spot because he's on that College Football Hall of Fame ballot in the divisional coaching category, and that's something to keep an eye on because it is quite likely that Gideon Smith will be enshrined in Atlanta in the College Football Hall of Fame. And when he is, for sure, you're going to hear... you're going to hear about his history as a player at Michigan State and then at a tremendous success level at Hampton. The ballot is out. 
It goes out in early June. The College Football Hall of Fame is a evolving organization to say the least. It is not afraid to get full at this time. It looks like they are gonna pack them in left and right and the pace of addition to the College Football Hall of Fame has really gone up in recent time and it does not show really any sign of slowing down. The 2024 Hall of Fame will be inducted during the awards dinner, this time in Las Vegas. It's often in New York City. And of course, the Hall of Fame members will be immortalized for the press release at the Chick-fil-A College Football Hall of Fame in downtown Atlanta. Surely some on-campus honors to come. So let's get down to it. Let's get down to the nitty gritty of these candidates. Hotel Adams, Mark D'Antonio, and Daryl Rogers. We're going to start with Daryl Rogers, who is before many folks' time, but not a forgotten name at all. Daryl Rogers arrived in Michigan State at an interesting time and left at 1-2. Rogers was a guy coaching out west, moving the ball through the air, comes to Michigan State, and really, unfortunately, the wrong time, Michigan State dealing with probation, dealing with uh, broadcast uh, television issues where they couldn't be shown on TV, uh, dealing with a lot, Rodgers has a serious schematic advantage. And in the second year, it starts to take off. Michigan State goes 7-3-1. and one. Ties for first in the Big Ten in 1978. 7-1 and one in the conference, moving the ball through the air, a little bit of offensive innovation, and a little bit of passing game success. Really a schematic advantage, kind of for younger folks, if you remember when Joe Tiller was at Purdue, nobody could really stop them early on. Same goes for Northwestern, who had a little success, but, but Daryl Rogers, by all accounts, Michigan State Spartans were a fantastic team to watch when they had it going. They had, an, obviously, a Hall of Fame talent in Kirk Gibson. They had guys that could throw it around, including Eddie Smith, if my memory recalls. And Rodgers is going along well, but leaves Michigan State for Arizona State before the 1980 season. Rodgers at Michigan State, 24-18-2. He was a little bit... Uh, it was a little bit hamstrung, if you will. It was almost like he was coaching with an arm tied behind his back, and that might have been part of the reason that Rodgers chose to go back west to Arizona State, where he had some success. Rodgers, 37-18 at one at Arizona State, never finished better than tied for second in the conference, and then actually coached, as many of you know, in the NFL with the Lions from 1985 through the 1988 season, did not do well, although very few coaches have a good record with the Detroit Lions in decades past. And he did work a year in the CFL to wrap up a coaching career. So it's interesting to consider Daryl Rogers as a college football Hall of Fame candidate. He worked at Fresno State with a winning record. He worked at San Diego's I'm sorry San Jose State Spartans also if you're real familiar with that West whack football 
So a winning record at Fresno State, a winning record at San Jose State, winning record at Michigan State, winning record at Arizona State. You add it all up, 129 wins, 84 losses, 7 ties. That is a very strong record, although a lot of that was not at a major level. I am not sure what will happen with Daryl Rogers' Hall of Fame candidacy. I don't know that he will get in in a first ballot. I don't know that he will get in early. I do think that he would have probably had a better chance to get in had he stayed at Michigan State rather than go to Arizona State and just compiled essentially the same record. If he compiles the same record at Arizona State or approximately the same and wins another you know, 35 to 40 ball games, that would leave him with about 70 wins or so at Michigan State. And I think the continuity of being at one school would probably strengthen his candidacy, but definitely a guy that deserves consideration. Definitely a guy that deserves consideration. And also known for one of the more famous quotes in Michigan sports history, after some tough times with the Lions, famously quoted as saying out loud, what does a coach have to do around here to get fired? Asking what it would take for a coach to get fired by the Lions. Darrell Rogers was a terrific football coach at the college level. He had a real schematic advantage at a time where other people were, especially in the Big Ten, were looking at three yards and a cloud of dust. And he might have done some really big things in the early 80s had he stayed at Michigan State. He did not. His candidacy is worth consideration. And it will be interesting to see what happens with Daryl Rogers when the College Football Hall of Fame bets, bets, when the College Football Hall of Fame ballots come back from all that will receive them. More than 12,000 ballots are out. Next, we're going to talk about Hotel Adams and the most successful winningest coach in Michigan State history, Mark D'Antonio's candidacy for induction to the College Football Hall of Fame right here on the Spartan Pride Podcast. Jonathan Schott back with you, Spartan Pride Podcast, talking about Michigan State college football legacies and players and coaches. Two coaches for Michigan State up on the ballot this year. Three, if you count Gideon Smith, who is more up for the coaching division for his work at Hampton, but of course played at Michigan State in the 1900s, more specifically the teens, the 19-teens, if you will. One guy that played in the 90s, late 90s, one of the bigger Michigan State recruits for Nick Saban's era and time is, of course, Flozell, the Hotel Adams, a hard-to-miss physical specimen at a real cool 6-7, knocking around three bills, a very large playing presence at the college and pro level. Now, this is the College Football Hall of Fame ballot. A guy like Hotel Adams, I think, is going to get a benefit of having such an outstanding pro career. Some would argue that he will be considered for the Hall of Fame himself at some point at the NFL, the Pro Football Hall of Fame level. Let's talk about his college work. First team All-American as a senior in 1997. Offensive lineman of the year in the Big Ten. 
and he did a lot of work for Michigan State when they did not have a whole lot of skill talent during the early years of the Saban era. He was a dominant offensive lineman for Michigan State, and one of his more memorable games was actually his last. If you remember the 1997 game against Penn State, I think that was the one where Michigan State had two running backs with over 200 yards. Michigan State goes for 452 against Penn State, the most Penn State ever gave up. And Hotel Adams goes on from there, of course, to be drafted in the second round to the Dallas Cowboys. He plays 13 seasons in the NFL, 12 with the Cowboys, the last with the Steelers, a five-time Pro Bowler, his final game, the Super Bowl victory with the Steelers. And he is a guy that was around Michigan State uh, again during the D'Antonio era and is still around Michigan State a good bit. And we'll see him, I'm sure, this fall, if all goes well with this ballot, during the Mel Tucker era. Flozell Adams is a guy that absolutely deserves College Football Hall of Fame consideration. Given his playing record and his success after, I think it's probably more likely than not that he will end up in the College Football Hall of Fame sooner than later. He was one of the dominant offensive tackles in the sport during his time. He was physically an enormous specimen and he could move and do all that you needed to do. There is such a thing as development at the offensive line and tackle positions. There is not such a thing as a guy that wasn't really effective in college, plays 13 years in the NFL, makes the Pro Bowl five times, and uh, likely his first Hall of Fame. Uh, and he, you know, there's a good chance he'll be considered for the Pro Football Hall of Fame in not too much time. Mark D'Antonio is a candidate for the College Football Hall of Fame. If you follow my work at Spartan Nation, you know the work that we did before the Peach Bowl when I, in fact, asked Mel Tucker and Pat Narduzzi about D'Antonio, about his candidacy for the College Football Hall of Fame, all of a sudden, it's here. We're going to break it down. Jonathan Schott, back with you. Spartan Pride Podcast. Mark D'Antonio is a candidate to be inducted in the College Football Hall of Fame. While he is a candidate and we think of him at Michigan State, it would consider his overall coaching record, if I understand correctly. That includes his time as a head coach at Cincinnati and his time as assistant at Ohio State and Michigan State as well. D'Antonio, 13 years at Michigan State, as you know, 114 wins, 57 losses, 132 for his career. Big Ten champions 2010, 2013, 2015. Big Ten championship game winner 2013 and 15. And really an amazing stretch that you know we're revisiting right now. That's the 2013 team. We're revisiting that right now in this podcast and on the Spartan Pride Substack. 2014 Michigan State ends up ranked fifth in the country. Had there been an expanded playoff, there's no doubt they would have been right there in the mix with only losses to Oregon and Ohio State to playoff teams that year. And of course, 2015 Michigan State 
makes the college football playoff, makes the final four. Without any question, that is the sweet spot, the bulk of the run for D'Antonio. And you could probably assume that his college football Hall of Fame candidacy was pretty solid after 2015, but to me it was really absolutely solid after the bounce back year in 2017, the flip it year, if you will. Michigan State going 10-3 and that year, blowout bowl win over a top 20 Washington State team, ending with Coach D getting win 100. For me, that's when this deal was done and this day became inevitable that Mark D'Antonio will be inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame. I suppose it's a matter of when as far as timing goes, but this is something that has been earned and something you can hear or read back a good bit of detail from my conversation with Pat Narduzzi and Mel Tucker before the Peach Bowl at the end of the 2021 season. Both coaches really not much question thought that D'Antonio has a really good candidacy for a college football Hall of Fame. That's not a huge surprise, but when he does get inducted, expect a whole lot of endorsements to come from around the world of college football, from those coaches that I spoke to, from Nick Saban, from plenty of others, uh, high and low, old and young in college football, and probably a good number of folks at the pro football level as well. So the Spartans have some college football Hall of Famers in the making, if you will. Three of them on the ballot this year, exclusively from Michigan State. Gideon Smith added as well, who played at Michigan State and coached at Hampton. These ballots are going out. They're probably being received and people are thumbing through them and making their selections here eh, kind of in the, the first part of summer. An announcement will come later this year year. We will talk about it when it comes out without any question. All four of those names I think are going to get consideration depending on how it breaks down and how many the College Football Hall of Fame wants to bring in this class. I would expect to see a Spartan or two inducted. And to be honest with you, as you know we always are here, where's Greg Jones? Greg Jones is without question the first and probably maybe the only college football Hall of Fame player that the Mark D'Antonio era will produce. He certainly should be the first. My understanding of the eligibility is that Jones is now eligible to be on that ballot and he quite frankly should be there already. Greg Jones, three-time, first team, all Big Ten. Rare, rare air when you are a two-time consensus All-American Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year in 2009. On and on it goes. This is a College Football Hall of Fame award, and we will talk more about Greg Jones at the right time, but make no mistake, he's a College Football Hall of Famer. He belongs in there as soon as possible, and some folks around Spartan football are looking very much forward to his eligibility to be considered in the College Football Hall of Fame because it seems very, very inevitable that Greg Jones will be in the College Football Hall of Fame sooner than later. The best thing for Michigan State football would be to get him on that ballot as soon as possible and get him in as soon as possible because Greg Jones just finished playing, you know, in, in, in you know, 12, 13, 14 years ago at the college level. The sooner you get those guys in, 
when they're eligible, and there are some that, like Tim Tebow, are no-brainers, and Greg Jones is really a no-brainer, the better for the modern program to say, hey, look, this guy just played here 15 years ago, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, whatever it is, he's already in the College Football Hall of Fame. And speaking of Hall of Fame, one last Hall of Fame note about Lorenzo White, Spartan all-time great, College Football Hall of Fame inductee in 2019. We also see his name in the Spartan Stadium Ring of Honor. He's going to be a nominee and inducted into the Michigan Sports Hall of Fame in September down in Detroit. White's career is decorated. It's long and it ran hard. All-time running back in the Big Ten. Running back of the decade as honored by the Big Ten Network. Lorenzo White in 1985 just exploded. Just exploded. Didn't stop running from there. Of course, the Rose Bowl after 1987 season. First round draft pick of the Houston Oilers. Successful pro career. Made a pro bowl. On and on he ran with power, with speed, with everything that he had for the green and white. And he's going to be rightly inducted into the State of Michigan Hall of Fame in September. A lot of Hall of Fame talk today on the Spartan Pride podcast. Going to be a busy season in many ways. We'll keep our eye on this College Football Hall of Fame ballots as well as the news begins to come in. And we'll talk about it here again on the Spartan Pride podcast. I am Jonathan Shop here on the Fans First Sports Network. We'll catch you again soon.